Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. This summer, the best way to discover new wines you're guaranteed to love is with First Leaf, the wine club that uses your feedback to curate wine selections to your unique tastes. Whether you're entertaining company or enjoying a warm summer night at home, First Leaf makes buying great wine easy. By rating the wines you receive, First Leaf determines your likes and dislikes, and they only send wines you'll love. For example, me, I prefer my whites over my reds, so that's what I have been enjoying. You start off by taking the First Leaf wine quiz to assess your exact wine drinking preferences. From sweetness to wine styles to even how adventurous you are, they learned all about me and will you as well. First Leaf then creates an introductory six pack of wine all for just $29.95. Seriously, an intro of six wines for $29.95. These bottles normally go for at least $20 a piece. When my bottles arrived, I tasted and rated them online. First Leaf took my ratings and selected new wines based on my taste for my next shipment. My curated shipments just keep getting better. Try First Leaf Wine Club today, where buying great wine is simple. Sign up with my link and you'll get an exclusive intro offer. Six bottles of wine for just $29.95 plus free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash Perez. What's up, folks? Welcome to show two this week of the PHP. I'm Chris Booker. He's Perez Hilton. How are you? I'm so good right now. Last episode, earlier this week, we were speaking about English not being my first language and Mm -hmm. I did something differently this actually I started last week but it has paid off immensely I have been uploading my family videos on YouTube in English now whereas Mm -hmm. before I used to do them in Spanish and now my videos are getting crazy amounts of views well duh (laughs) I mean, come on. Like, I could never watch them because I never could understand what was happening. So it was just a big feed clog for me. But now, at least I know you'll be speaking in the language that I speak when I blow by them and not watch them. Asshole. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it's just wild. I, I've seen an, like literally a fourfold, four times the amount of views. It's insane. 
Thank you, everybody. If you're not subscribed yet to my family personal channel, it's youtube.com slash the Perez Hilton. So that's made me really happy. And tomorrow I'm going to be happy too, because tomorrow Mia graduates from her school. Preschool? Yeah. She's been at this preschool for the last two years. It's, cra- it's crazy mm-hmm. how that's the thing with kids, right? If you don't have kids, every year is just like another year. But with kids, they grow so much and so quickly. It really makes time feel both quicker and longer at the same time for you. Mm-hmm. And it's just wild to think that she just started there two years ago and now she's graduating. And in September, she starts at her brother's school. So that's good. The graduation tomorrow is the main thing. I don't even, I don't have anything planned yet. What, how are you, you been? What have you I'm been good. up to? Yeah, I haven't been up to anything. <laughs> All right. <laughs> An update on something that we've spoken about a few times on the podcast, and she finally did it. Pink has turned off her Instagram comments. Wow. Which is a good thing. Or she could have just not read them anymore, but, you know, celebrities are weak. And if they have (laughs) feedback on them that they leave open, they're going to be tempted to read it. That's right. But if you turn it off, then you're not going to be tempted to read it because there's nothing there. And after all of the mommy shaming, some of it deserved, <laughs> I've got to say. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, but maybe not the word. Sh- I don't like that word, mommy shaming. That's just stupid. But after, Thank God. Yeah. After all of the feedback, a lot of it not positive that she got, she's turned off her comments. For now. Until the addiction kicks in again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Instagram... Same thing. Like, I don't understand the reason for this. It just could be read so many different ways. Khloe Kardashian saw somebody post something not so nice on Instagram. This mm-hmm. person said, quote, I know Khloe hates Tristan, but baby true starting to look like him. Why respond to that person? <laughs> what do you get out of responding to that person? She did. And this is what Khloe said. Why would I ever hate anyone who helped create such an angel? People make mistakes, but I won't hurt my own healing by holding on to hate. I'm too busy raising my beautiful baby and securing that bag to hate any individual. Mm. Sweet True has always looked like her daddy. She's beautiful. Maybe I'm (laughs) reading too much into this, but I think she's not over him. I think she's still hung up on him, and that's why she felt the need to chime in on this. Okay. Right? I don't know if she's hung up. I think you're stuck in it no matter what. Like, there's no way out of it. You can't separate yourself from it. The dad's still the dad. He's a participant in raising that kid. There's no separation from it. Why she's making it public and put that hallmark card of a statement out. It's just dumb. That's what they do. Maybe she thought it would give her healing. I don't know. I don't know. She did say that she's still healing from it all. and They all talk like they're 19. It doesn't sound like something that an older woman would post on a social media platform. She's like one of those people that goes on Instagram and paste inspirational messages, which drives me crazy. Put it on Twitter. I just want to see pictures, okay? She's one of those people. 
That's what she is to me. She did post one of those stupid inspirational messages right afterwards. Really? Yes. <laughs> See, I nailed it. <laughs> after after that, she put an, on Instagram story, hate no one, no matter how much they've wronged you. Live humbly, no matter how wealthy you become. Uh, like she lives humbly, please, bitch. <laughs> Think positively, no matter how hard life is. Mm. Give much, even if you've been given little. Ugh. Forgive all, especially yourself. And never stop praying. <laughs> for the best for everyone. She probably didn't even mm. write that herself. Of course not. She cut and pasted. I guarantee you she Ridiculous. cut and pasted that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but once again, I mm. I still would not be surprised if she and he got back together. All right. In more card Jenner news, earlier this week, I was praising Kylie Jenner for opening up about her anxiety. And mm-hmm. now, ugh, She's talking about like being real and authentic and this, that, and the other. Fans have caught her over the last few days repeatedly photoshopping her photos. Isn't that hypocritical of her? Like altering her appearance to look thinner and you're talking about being authentic and real to your fans? She's not walking the walk that she talks and that's the crux of it right there. She's full of shit. They all are. Are you shocked? I'm not shocked, but I'm disappointed. I'm, and, and actually, I'm so removed from, well, actually, this is a great question for our listeners. Because I may be surprised or you may be surprised. I may not be surprised. I think I have an, a, a feeling for what the answer will be. I'm going to say it. Okay. I would, and I'm going to be very specific with the age group. I would say women between the ages of 21 to 31, I would say 70% of them Photoshop their photos on Instagram. No. I don't think most people know how to Everybody does. FaceApp, Facetune. Facetune is the app they all use. Oh, so you just mean the face. You're not talking... Everything. See, I, I hear Photoshop and I'm thinking like the ass gets bigger, the waist gets they smaller. They all, all of that on Facetune. I don't think everybody on that platform is that vapid. I find that most people are not famous, are just living their normal lives and posting it for people. And and look, there's the the sect of people that, yes, want you to believe that their life is much more fabulous and they're always in a pool with their mouth slightly open, posing in the best possible angle. There's a little of that, but I I wouldn't go as far to say as 70%. That's a lot. Now, face filter, if you just narrowed it down to face... I might give you that. I might, I might, I might, I might give you 50%, but I wouldn't go that high. Photoshopping means not everything. Photoshopping the face or the body. So yeah, I stand behind my 70%. Call us in. Let us know if you do. Listen, there's no shame in your game. <laughs> Who's going to raise their hand and say, yes, I am one of those vapid people that Photoshop every single one of my photos. I think you, you kind of crawl back into a hole if you, if you've been outed as that. I, I don't think that many people will. Well, own it. Do you know if your girlfriends do that? And if so, what percentage of your girlfriends do you think do it? 800-721-1185. I'm sticking by my 70%. I think it's that high. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of Instagram and controversial things, Madonna upset a lot of people because she posted a photo of her young black daughters and her holding up watermelon in front of them as dresses. And a lot of people thought that was racially insensitive or racist or just inappropriate. And 
I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, I'm allowed to have, listen, do I, uh, I'm clearly not a black person, but I am a lot like Madonna. Okay. <laughs> In that, I think Madonna is a vampire. She st- is 60 or 61, one of those two, and still, as we've seen with her face and her butt, and there's nothing wrong with it, she sucks dry youth culture. And she wants to be young so badly. <laughs> she probably still feels young, even though she's 60 years old. Like, when I'm 60, I'm probably still going to feel young. I'm probably going to still be like, sure. who says I have to dress a certain age or this or that or the other? Or like, I'm going to dress however I want, do whatever I want. And I'm sure mm-hmm. Madonna has seen all of these memes. It's a meme she was recreating. Teenagers pose themselves in front of fruit and they they make the they cut the fruit out into shapes like bikini tops and bikini bottoms or swim trunks for guys and then they post that photo on Instagram Madonna probably thought it was just cute and what all the kids were doing then so, but then of course some people were like well, she, she should have thought better than using watermelon there's a racial stereotype there that she is 60 some years old like going back to pink last week at some point you can't claim ignorance to everything. You you got to be a little bit in touch and see and understand how that could be offensive to somebody. I see how it could be offensive and I would just move on to another fruit. Don't do that. So, I don't know. I think there's a little bit in her Perez that kind of that gets that and understands that and still wants to be a participant in young people culture and still be Madonna risque at the same time, much like Pink did. Hmm. No? I mean, maybe she also just thinks, like, that's such an old concept. Like, nobody associates eating watermelon in this day and age with anything negative. Like, that's maybe old people in their 80s, but is there anything wrong with people of any race having watermelon? No! Yeah, and you have to say, what's in Madonna's heart? Would you ever in a million years think there's a racist bone in Madonna's heart? I wouldn't. I would never. She adopted four black children. She's dated black men as well. You know, she's employed multiple black people. Why give the hater something to hate? I I get it. I just, I don't know. Everybody's afraid of their own shadow anymore. I just don't think I would do that. I get why someone could be upset. Maybe it was the girl's idea. You probably are right, actually. Well, I do find a lot of her Instagram practices questionable. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the things that she... she, It's just not very flattering. You know, some of the things that she posts, I probably wouldn't myself because she doesn't look... You would post everything. Yeah, but I'm not Madonna where my image is so important. You know, like she looks bad in a lot of the photos and things that she shares. Like scary looking. (laughs) Like legitimately frightening. Okay. Anyways, I love her. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> from Madonna to another pop diva, Katy Perry, she got me mm-hmm. mad. Oh, yes. Okay. Katy Perry was giving a new interview and she was talking about health and wellness. In this interview, mm-hmm. she said, quote, I'm kind of into those type of things like health and healing places and self-betterment places Especially as you get older and you have longer hangovers, you realize the cells in my body are dying. I did this thing called Panka Karma. It's basically Ayurvedic eating and cleansing. You do a lot of enemas. 
you definitely feel more energy. It's basically gets all the crap out of you, every pun intended. Um, please, please do not do what Katy Perry says. Getting a lot of enemas is not healthy for you. The occasional enema here or there, yes, good, great. But too many and too quickly, too soon together, that's not good for you. Ask your doctor. Talk to your, your doctor will verify what I have to say. It, I almost think it's irresponsible <laughs> to have said that. Like she's glamorizing yeah. this thing that I think could really be dangerous for people. I don't understand the whole anima thing. Our body is created to do a job. Poop out what's in us. And it does a pretty good job of it. At least she didn't say colonics. That's even worse than getting frequent enemas. Yeah. Oh my God. Katy Perry should just take some canvas and chill. Mm. <laughs> That's my new saying, canvas and chill. <laughs> I canvas and chill almost every day. I have tried it recently myself as well, and it does not taste bad. This is CBD oil, and they also sell a CBD cream. It helps in so many ways. And no, don't worry, it won't get you high. Hemp is one of the main ingredients, and it does not have THC. This is not psychoactive. You'll never get high. And it has so many benefits from helping with sleep to helping with anxiety to pain relief. Canvas 1839 is created by scientists, has extremely high quality control, third party tested, and just so effective. Canvas 1839 makes the highest quality CBD on the market, and they're offering our listeners a free sample of their CBD cream while supplies last. So check it out for yourself. Visit canvas1839.com slash Perez and get your free quarter ounce sample of cream. No strings attached, no hidden subscription fees. Just pay a couple of bucks for shipping and handling. Fast acting, premium quality CBD delivered right to your door. When you're giving away stuff this good, they're going to run out. So hurry and go to canvas1839.com slash Perez. That's canvas1839.com slash Perez and get yours while supplies last. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, this next topic got my social media lit. So I had to talk about it with you, especially because I feel misunderstood. And I I don't think I understand you fully. (laughs) Anthony from Queer Eye revealed recently in a new interview that he only washes his hair every 10 days to two weeks. He's he's the cooking guy, the hottie from Queer Eye. He says, mm-hmm. I don't like putting things in my hair that are too perfumed because it doesn't usually smell good over time. I only wash my hair every 10 days to two weeks with shampoo because it gets poofy. Usually I just use hot water. Mm-hmm. And I said, I shampoo my hair daily. I'm with Anthony. I bet you I've went a month without washing what? my hair. Yeah, yeah. Why? Now, I, I'm in the shower every day. Hot water on my head is plenty. And exactly like him, he probably, like I have very thick hair, but it's very porous. So it, if, if I was to dry it, my hair would be so 
almost frizzy, poofy, puffy that I need um, some of the moisture in my hair. Then I have to put product in every day. By the end of the day, the product completely gets sucked into my hair and it ends up dry at the end of the day. So every hairdresser that I've ever went to, before I even understood my hair, was like, how often are you washing your hair? I'm like, I don't know, every day, every couple of days. They're like, stop. I'm like, what do you mean stop? They're like, you don't need to wash your hair. Now, when I get in the pool, like I got in the pool yesterday, so I washed my hair because I have chlorine in it and I don't want that in there. So I did wash my hair yesterday, but typically I wash it almost haircut to haircut, which is about every three weeks. Oh, Put it this way. I don't even have shampoo in my shower. Wow. Yeah. The reason I wash my hair every day is because I put stuff in it every day. I do too. Mine just, my hair just sucks it up. It's just, my hair's very porous. Ew, you put stuff in your hair every day and you mm-hmm. don't shampoo it? The stuff I put in is like, uh, it's the thickest wax you could possibly. You put wax in your hair every day and you don't shampoo it? And by the end of the day, my hair is bone dry. It just sucks it up. Your hair is dead. It's not like it's alive. It's dead. The only thing alive is your follicles. However your hair reacts, listen, some people can take their hair being washed every couple of days, but most people can't. And mostly the shampoo business is a scam. You don't need it. People don't need to wash their hair as much as they do. Now, if you like that look and that feel and that sheen, good for you if that works for you, but it doesn't work for me. Well, I also put stuff on my scalp every day, not just the hair. So I want to make sure my scalp is clean too. Really? Yeah, I put minoxidil, like Rogaine, mm-hmm. every day, twice a day, at morning and at night. And I don't know, I just think it's good to get rid of that once a day. Well, that's a chemical you're putting on your head. I mean, I'm I'm not putting anything on my head. This stuff is like wax. I mean, it's seriously, it's like pomade. It's just a wax. I know, but that doesn't build up. Uh-uh. I'm telling you, my hair is bone dry by the end of the day. I don't know. That just still seems gross to me. <laughs> oh, my God. Earlier this week, we spoke about Sweden and the drama going down there with ASAP Rocky. Well, mm-hmm. while researching and reading up on that, I came across this article about Sweden that shocked me. Mm-hmm. This is the headline. Swedes are getting implants in their hands to replace cash credit cards. Thousands of people in Sweden are having futuristic microchips implanted. Hmm. Would you ever do that? I don't think so, because I would fear that I would be robbed and someone would cut my hand off and take my hand and then charge things. Even if they said it was safe, I don't see me doing that. I think that we are, well, we not, we obviously are being tracked by our cell phones. I mean, they can find us anywhere they want if we have a cell phone, sure, or our credit cards, or there's so many cameras now. It's We're turning into Minority Report. It's going to be impossible to commit a crime in the future with the doorbell cameras and uh, stoplight cameras. And uh, like in a major city, it's hard to commit a crime in a major city because you're probably going to get caught. I just don't, I don't like the, con- what if, like, what if it poisons you or something? Like you're having a piece of a check. Like, that's not designed to be in a human body. Uh, like, what are the long-term side effects? Like, what if, like, it could cause muscle spasms? Like, <laughs> these are all the things I'm thinking of. Like, I would definitely mm. not volunteer to do this. Like, who cares? You could pay with shit on your phone now. You don't need cash. Right, like, right. Mm. That sounds awful. Uh, all right. On to some reality TV news for a minute. 
Luanne de Lesseps from the Real Housewives of New York has revealed that Bravo recently paid for her to go to rehab, which I think is awesome. Me too. However, does that now establish the bar? Does that now mean that if any other Bravo celebrities, as they're called, is mm-hmm. struggling with addiction, that Bravo will or should pay for them to go to rehab too? Huh. Yeah, good point. I don't know. You're right. How much of a mess was she? Did she not have any money? I don't know. I think there's a lot of factors there, but that that is a good point. Like what happens to the next drunk down the line and they got their hand out like, hey, send me to rehab too. Do they have to do that? I don't know. I think they should. It seems like they should. They got plenty of money, but especially if they're making money off of those shows when they're not really paying any of those stars what they probably deserve. I always think about Vanderpump rules, like what those people get per episode or per season. That show does really well. For the demographic of the people, they're nailing it. The the people are standing in line to watch that show. Oh, I think they're making good money. I think they're making okay money versus what's actually coming in. Those are hit shows. Well, I think they make about 30000 an episode, which is not bad. That's not bad, I guess. But they're season like eight, you know, or six, whatever. It should be a lot more, I would think. Because I know there's money coming in. It depends who you are. You know, if you're Jax, you probably are the highest paid cast member, right? Maybe. I, I, after, I would hope. after Lisa Vanderpump. Maybe. I guess it depends on who you are. Whatever deal you do. Yeah. You know? yeah Whatever I, deal your lawyer does. I just think that there's probably more money there. I think MTV should also be paying for all those teen moms <laughs> to go to rehab too. What fun would that be? Well, it's important. Some of these are real messes. Jeez Louise. Like that one that used a machete on her baby daddy. Machete? Machete. Machete. Whatever. Machete. Let me tell everybody about True Car. Using True Car helps people buy new and used cars. Now, everybody knows that, but now using True Car can also help you sell or trade in your car. No longer do you have to get into the selling process unsure or unaware of what to expect. Before ever arriving at a dealership, you can go online, enter a few details, and see how your car's value goes up or down in real time. From there, you'll get an offer from a local dealer and once you arrive the dealer will confirm your car's condition with you side by side once you're done you can cash out or trade in it's that simple it's convenient they're transparent it's accurate it's speedy you're in control true car a better way to sell or trade all right on to some music news i think no matter how rich you are losing a million dollars like losing it Spending it is one thing. Losing it is another thing. Harry Styles just sold his Hollywood Hills mansion and lost about a million dollars in the sale. Hmm. That sucks. How does that even happen? You wanted a house and you may have overpaid for it because you wanted it so badly. And, you know, a lot of these houses in Los Angeles, they're bidding wars. And you want to make sure you get the property and you may pay more than it's actually worth. And then the market has cooled down a little bit and you go to sell it. And all of a sudden, you know, it wasn't worth that in the first place. But, you know, you look at it like this. 
I wanted it so badly that I was willing to pay the extra million dollars for it. And when you have that kind of money, it's not, it's, it doesn't even, it's not a dent. You know what I mean? So I don't think he cares. I don't know about that. I mean, I would still care. A million bucks to a Harry Styles. I don't even think it hurts. Well, speaking of musicians and real estate, Ed Sheeran is so rich that he spent four million pounds on buying up the houses next to his $20 million London mansion so that he could have more privacy from his neighbors and to stop them from complaining about noise. I'd like to buy my neighbor's houses. Oh, you wouldn't even do anything with it? You would just... I would plant trees. Then my next neighbor I just found out is... uh Chrissy Metz from This Is Us. She's my. She lives like two doors up. Oh, yeah. have you met her? No, no. It's weird because her publicist is one of my dear friends that I've known for a hundred years, and she was saying that, oh yeah, my client lives in you know Tarzana, and then I said the street name. She's like, oh, she lives on that street, and then she gave me the address. I'm like, oh, she lives two doors away. You should pop on by. No, <laughs> say hi. I'm your neighbor. I will leave her alone. <laughs> Uh, on to some Comic Con news. Are you, are you, you're not really like a nerd or geeky kind of guy. Yeah, it's not really my, uh, it's not really my thing. I like when, you know, I like when like a Keanu Reeves shows up or Angelina Jolie showed up. I think that's cool, but I'm not totally into it. Well, I was really, ex- I think the most exciting thing for me was I saw the trailer for the new Star Trek show, Star Trek Picard with mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart. And not only is he coming back, but they're also bringing back Brent Spiner, who played Data on Star Trek um, The Next Generation. And mm-hmm. also Jerry Ryan from Voyager is going to be a regular on that show. Plus a lot of other Star Trek all-stars are going to be on that. So excited for that. I was mm. also... I loved the Marvel panel. Their future is very diverse. A lot of women, a lot of people of color, not, not any Chris, not a single Chris was there. Hemsworth and Evans and Pratt. Chris Pratt, Mm -hmm. Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans. Um, I also was excited that Maharshala Ali is going to be bringing Blade to the Marvel universe because I love vampire movies. Kick ass. I love vampire movies. He's such a good actor too, man. I love that dude. What? I've never seen him in anything. Um, jeez, he was, well, yeah, you didn't watch that show either. Um, the one with Kevin Spacey. House of Cards? Yes. He he was was in that? I don't know if I knew him from anything else, but watching him in that show, that's where I fell in love with him. I mean, that guy's awesome. Such a great actor. And then he was in the, uh, the movie with, uh, Vigo. That won all the awards. Mm. He's so oh. great in that. He played the gay guy, uh, the musician. Uh, I don't. I don't remember. I didn't watch it. God, it was. It was my favorite movie of the year. I. I remember. I picked it to win the Oscar, and then it won the Oscar. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people didn't think it should have won. Green Book. Green Book. There we go. Yeah, great movie. God, one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. Loved that movie. Him and Vigo dancing. Back and forth that whole movie, man. That's two of the greatest performances in a movie ever. I just watched with my son for the first time ever, Gremlins. It's so cool watching <laughs> old movies that you grew up with with your kids. Uh-huh. And 
I had not watched that movie in probably decades. He was losing his mind watching really? it. Like, el- elated, like, <gasps> like squealing and stuff. It was so cute to see. <laughs> Did it hold up? I mean, I didn't like 100% pay attention. Like, I had it on while working. Right. While- yeah, we've seen it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I had it on while working, but he was really watching it, and he loved it. He wanted to watch Gremlins 2, but that's not on Netflix. Sending some positive vibes to Megan McCain. She revealed recently that she suffered a miscarriage, and um, that really sucks. <sighs> also, um, really cool of Camila Cabello, like Kylie Jenner, opening up about her anxiety and her struggles, which is, I don't know, I never had anxiety till I had kids. But I guess everybody's different and, and whatever triggers you is different. She said, I was generally incredibly nervous and socially anxious when I was little and people always have this look of disbelief when I tell them that. I did an interview the other day where I go at it again. The interviewer said something along the lines of, so how'd you end up here? The answer is, I feel like my whole life there's been two Camillas in me. There's little Cam- Camila that is terrified of the unknown, is aware of all the ways everything can go wrong. And thinks it's safer to stay home than to play ball. Then there's the other Camila, and she knows what she wants out of life. All right. I honestly feel everybody feels that way. I know I feel that way. I felt that way as a kid. I think everyone actually thinks they have anxiety now, and they don't. It's just life. Life just is hard. It's not easy. It's supposed to be hard. I don't know why we have to put a label on everything, and I hope they're not prescribing anything for it, because I think that's another problem, too. I'm like Tom Cruise all of a sudden. Oh, did you see that trailer? I did. I, you know, I didn't love the trailer because, I mean, I loved seeing Tom Cruise and I love seeing him in Maverick and the jacket and him in the plane again. It's cool. But, you know, then you think about the movie, you think about Iceman and you think about, uh, you think of Goose's wife. You lost that love and feeling. I just think about how great that movie was. And I don't know if it can be duplicated. It's just one of those movies that was such, uh, of his time and just it was so perfect so I don't know I mean it was cool seeing him on a runway on the motorcycle again but I want to know what the plot is and I didn't smell a plot there mm. I refused to even watch it because I don't want to contribute to the Church of Scientology's bank account oh dear account. god who cares I why care. is it their bank account it's his bank account it's not their bank account because he donates so much money to the Church of Scientology <laughs> Who cares if he worships to a tree? Seriously. I care because they're an awful cult who does awful things to people and families. Uh-huh. And Yeah. Okay. So is every corporation in the world. Well, that's my opinion on that. Okay. I've got another update for you guys. They did it. Lil Nas X. Oh, no. Is It happened? Well, no. Now is officially tied with Mariah Carey and Luis Fonsi and Justin Bieber, One Sweet Day and Despacito, and now Old Town Road have the longest number one in the history of the Billboard <laughs> chart. If he does, if he gets one more week, he will beat them. Is there anything in contention that could knock it out? Um, Senorita's not there. Billie Eilish's bad guy is at number two, so maybe that mm. one? I don't know. Maybe. It's doing really well on streaming. Actually, according to this article, it's up 39% on streaming. That's crazy how, in some ways, 
streaming's even become like radio in that people can be really late to something on streaming too. Like, why mm-hmm. would this song be up 39% in one week? I mean, maybe because of that yeah. stupid Bieber single. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Well, come on, Billy, which happens to be the name of a PJ Harvey song that I love. Come on, Billy. Well, come on, Perez. Let's take some calls. All right. Let's take some calls. Hi, it's Barbara from the Midwest. And before you judge, Perez, <laughs> grew, I grew up in Southern California. I just moved here. Anyway, while driving about Scarlett Johansson, and I'm appalled. I agree with Booker that whoever's the best for the job should do the job. You shouldn't be penalized because you're good at it. You should be rewarded because you do something good. And a lot of times I agree with you, Perez, but this time, no. And as usual, Booker is the voice of reason. Sorry, like you, Perez, you should have your own show, but when somebody picks on you because they don't like you, because they think you're taking from somebody else, don't say a word. Anyway, that's it. Bye. I don't get the latter part. Well, she's clear. Uh, I would say 99% she's white and not a trans person. And, uh, yeah, that clearly informs her opinion. I don't think that the fact that she's white has anything to do with the opinion. It does. It does. A non-white, when it comes to trans. A, a non-white person, I think, would be more empathetic and under, and wanting diversity and wanting representation and seeing those actors playing those roles. Okay, but I get that if we're talking about maybe education. We have, uh, I don't know, say I own a college. If diversity was put in front of me, I would overwhelmingly want someone that's a minority in my mix more because I want conversation. I want diversity. I want I want change. I want different perspectives because it's a college. And I get that. But when talking about acting, acting isn't fair. It's not supposed to be fair. It's about entertaining other people. And I just want the best entertainer that's going to be able to portray whatever role. That's all that I want. Like, I don't remember. What was the movie? Um, Milk with. Uh, yeah. What was his name? Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Yeah. I don't remember people like getting upset that Sean Penn wasn't gay when he took that role. But to me, the whole idea of that movie about some activist, what a snore. I would have never signed up to watch that movie. However, Sean Penn was in the movie, who is one of my favorite actors of all time. And I said, man, I got to see this because it's a Sean Penn film. I'm that guy that would run out and see a Sean Penn movie. And I did. And then I fell in love with this wonderful story and this wonderful man, Harvey Milk, and his his uh, relationships and what he did. And what a fantastic movie and what an, an amazing performance he did that I would not have seen if it wasn't for Sean Penn. Same with Scarlett Johansson. She puts asses in seats. Now, if you're getting some no-name actress or actor or human you are, I just want the best person, so I'll go see that film. If you're just saying it's a movie about a trans person, pass. Sounds boring. Movie about a trans person with Scarlett Johansson in it, I might go watch it. She inadvertently shines a light on something that maybe I wasn't interested in in the first place. I just don't understand how you don't see that. You keep going back to the the role or how it's not fair to that trans person. I keep going back to listen to the people that say they have 
real problems with that. And the people that said they had real problems with that are trans actors and trans okay. people. And I think that's fair to listen. But at the end of the day, look, you're an actor. You know acting isn't fair. Well, you could say the same thing about any other profession. I don't think that you can. I think that in the workplace, in some places, there needs to be diversity. But this is storytelling. Why does there not need to be diversity in storytelling? Well, the, the actual stories should be the diversity. I'm talking about the actor himself or herself. I don't think that they have to worry that they should be saying no to some roles that are challenging because somebody doesn't want them to take it. I think that's when things get a little dicey. So once again, like if, you know, here, another example, like if, um, you would have no problem with a non Latina actress playing a Latina, like an Italian act. Like I would have a problem with that. And I think that's okay for you too. And I think it's, and listen, I think it's okay for the trans community to pipe up about it and say something and make a big deal about it because it is important. Diversity is important. Change is important. Moving the needle is important. Hollywood does a really good job of that with some of these roles like Milk. Perfect example. There's no way I would have went to see a movie about some activist if that movie didn't exist. But I did watch that movie. And I, you can hear how passionate I am about that movie because how, how wonderful it was and what a great story. But I go back to what I said. I went because Sean Penn was in it. That's my whole point with everything that I'd said. All right. I still don't agree with you. (laughs) And it's fine if you don't. I get it. And and maybe you shouldn't. And I also, like I said, if you were not a white man, you a heterosexual white man, you probably would think differently. I don't know if that's completely fair. (laughs) Yeah, I I think I'm right. If you weren't talking about acting and I had this point of view with the educational system or someone's job, a regular nine to five. Acting is fucking subjective. But the best person needs to be doing the acting. What is the best? That's subjective. First of all, our whole conversation, the whole piece is silly. That the fact that some no-name actor is going to get a film made over a Scarlett Johansson. To have a Scarlett Johansson attached to a movie that means that the movie is serious, that they're going to put money into it, that they'll bank on Scarlett Johansson to have it made. You have some no-name actor portraying anyone in a lead role. Your financing is going away. That's just the reality of it. It's not Hollywood's job to make films that move the culture. It's their job to make money. All of these movies are financed. So, I mean, the whole conversation is kind of silly because in what world does some no-name get a rollover a a-list box office, highest Q score, top earning actress of a couple of years. What world does that person get a role? In the world of 2019, where a virtually unknown Halle Bailey got cast as the Little Mermaid. Who are we talking Halle Berry over whom? Halle Bailey. Whatever. <laughs> Halle Bailey over whom? And by the way, we're talking about Little Mermaid's a little established. Every little girl... And probably, boy, even under the age of 12 at this point, knows what a Little Mermaid is. This art house film that you're talking about that Scarlett Johansson was going to be in, different story. I don't even know if it was an art house film. It might have been a major motion picture. It probably was. It may have been if Scarlett Johansson was attached. I mean, it becomes a major motion picture when she's attached to the financing. Wallets open up because... People will go see a Scarlett Johansson movie, much like I will go see a Sean Penn movie because I'm, I know their track record. I know what kind of actor they are. 
Mm. You know, it's not some no name. It's not saying that it won't be good, but it's all about money at the end of the day. And I still think if you were not a heterosexual white male, you would think differently. Simple as okay. that. I agree with you, except on the acting front. I don't I don't <laughs> think I would. I just don't. <laughs> but okay, let's take another call. That was long. I'm sorry. Hi, Booker. This is Alice from Indiana. Uh, Booker, first off, I just want to thank you for your uplifting comments about police at the end of last week's podcast. I'm a cop here in Indiana occasionally. Listen to you guys while I'm driving around. So it's a nice little note of positivity to my day. My question is about the U.S. women's soccer team. I've noticed on social media there's just been a ton of divide with some people thinking their behavior is disrespectful or out of line and other people have championed their behavior and say we need more more of it. So I just wondered if you had any thoughts and opinions and if you could share uh, much respect to you both. Keep up the great work. Love the twice a week. Thanks. Bye. What is, what is she referring to? I don't know that story. The women's U.S. soccer team. Is this about not wanting to go to the White House? Or? No, no, no. They won the World Cup. Yeah, I know that. And they're much more successful than the male team. They make less than the male than their male counterparts. And the pay gap is an equal. And I'll take it a step further. No one gives a shit about the male soccer team. We only care about the women's soccer team. So they have a very, very, very valid point. I've had the conversation before. Whatever puts asses in seats, that's who you pay. Well, these girls are putting asses in seats and eyeballs on TV sets, and they're not making as much. So I'm them. I'm going to be pissed. Now, the players have went out and they had a parade and there was a celebration and the uh, team captain the uh, older Megan Rapioni or something like that. Is, is, is that, that her name? name? I don't know. I don't know. The lesbian, the blonde. Yeah. The blonde with the swoopy hair. She's hot. Mm. Uh, she, yeah, she had some bikini pictures that came out from like 10 years ago. I was like, this girl's a beauty. But anyhow, she went to the parade and she went on stage and she was cursing a lot about it. Now you heard everything I just said and how I find it utter bullshit that they don't make the same amount of money or more. Fuck the same amount of money. They should make more money because like I said, they're putting more asses in seats and I couldn't care less about men's soccer. I just couldn't. Women's soccer, I'm watching all day long. These women are just, they're warriors. They're kick-ass. They win everything. They're just, we're just the best at soccer. So we care. They're upset about it. She's been on a lot of shows and getting really heated about it, which is a good thing. But ultimately, I think she's rubbing some people the wrong way because her choice of language. A lot of people are saying, you know, this isn't very becoming of a world-class athlete, so on and so forth. I don't think she cares. Well, she doesn't care. But the controversy is what people are saying about it, that they find it disrespectful the way she's behaving. Now, I say to those people, that's your opinion. You're allowed to have that opinion. I get it. But when it comes to their pushing the message forward about equal pay, fucking A, they should be mad. And they should be out there talking about it, and they should be celebrated that they're doing that, that they're doing that for womankind and mankind and people in general, because they make a very valid point. Her approach is a little debatable, and I'll give people that. We're not all as liberal with our language as I am and you are, and I understand that, especially because she is viewed as a hero and as a role model. You know, I follow this one guy on Instagram called Gary V. Do you know him? No. He is this entrepreneur, and I love that there's influencers in literally every category. He's an entrepreneur influencer. But I just like following him and I like his content. And in practically every single video of his, he curses. 
This mm-hmm. guy's a CEO. He owns multiple businesses. He's kind of like a Mark Cuban character. Mm-hmm. And I don't think his cursing makes him any less credible, any less smart, anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think actually it's the opposite. I think it makes him more real, more relatable. It makes mm-hmm. it makes that content even more appealing, actually. Mm-hmm. So maybe the fact maybe it's all calculated with that soccer player and her cursing is a strategic thing to get even more attention. Maybe. And I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm just saying that I do understand why people could draw that conclusion. I, I get it. I always try to find the balance and, and try to be understanding on both sides of an argument. Look, there's many, many, many examples of uh, male athletes winning a championship. Chase Utley in Philadelphia, I remember he was, you know, he said fuck on national TV and everybody was like, well, you know, he gets a pass. And it's like, well, why? She's not getting a pass. People are giving her shit for it. That's sexism. Like, let's call it for what it is. It is sexism. And the fact is she's talking about sexism <laughs> even drives it home. So I don't have too much of a problem with it, but I'm not really an old fuddy-duddy. But I do understand if you do have young kids and you are one of those parents that don't want your kids to speak that way. I get it. This is women's soccer. Young girls that are out there playing every day may have been watching that. And I could get how a parent could be chafed. My mom has the dirtiest mouth. Does she? Oh, yeah. Oh, I wouldn't have thought that. Always cursing. Huh. I, I honestly would not have thought that. My mom doesn't curse at all. I've never heard her say the F word. She'll say shit, but that's about it. Me, I'm a sailor. I have no idea how I could go an entire radio show without saying fuck. <laughs> I have no idea how it happens, but I do. Before we go, I'll leave you with one little story, a little tidbit okay. that, that was funny. Uh, this is kind of like more traditional radio style that you would include in the sleaze because okay. I don't even have uh, – they call it sleaze. The entertainment news, they call it the sleaze. I called it the dirt when I did Oh, morning. the dirt. Anyways, like I don't really have an opinion. I just think it's a fun little button to end our show today. Mariah Carey stopped an interview recently because she did not like the wine that was given to her. <laughs> <laughs> the singer said it just tastes disgusting before sending it back. The replacement bottle was, quote, not so great either. And that's Mariah, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Thanks, you guys, for listening. And oh, my gosh, I forgot to tell this to Booker. Our listenership has really gone up. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. Oh, good. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm shocked. Thank you to all of our new listeners. You guys are amazing. Continue to get the word out there about our little show. It means the world to us. And have a great weekend, everybody.